You're listening to the Friday Morning Podcast with hosts Bill Ballinger and Dennis Denno discussing Michigan politics and political history. The Friday Morning Podcast has you covered. Hey, Bill, before we go to our guest, let's talk a little bit about our partner, DeadlineDetroit.com. Well, Deadline Detroit is a one-stop online news site that aggregates the best stories from local, national, and international media about Metro Detroit. It also produces original reporting and provides commentary from top-rate local journalists. Great. Now let's go to our guest. And with me now is Kelly Connell. She is a elementary school special education paraeducator and leader with Macomb for Kids, a community-wide campaign to support increased funding for county schools and students. Kelly Connell, welcome to the Friday Morning Podcast. Hi, Dennis, and thanks for having me on today. Yeah, so let's start. What exactly is a special education paraeducator? Well, a special education paraeducator is someone who supports the educational plans for students with special needs. A lot of their programming and academics need to be modified or accommodated and are often in need of special support. Uh, with an, an adult supervision throughout the day to help them make it through their academics and support them emotionally as well. And so that's how I spend my days. Wow, that's got to be incredibly trying. Um, you must have a lot of patience. It must also be pretty rewarding, eh? Uh, yes, on both of those. <laughs> um, anyone who works in special education knows that those days can be very trying and very challenging. But as you said, it can also be very rewarding, and we celebrate a a lot of milestones and um, small steps that that our students achieve with our support, and we we celebrate everything that they do. So how how did you get involved in special education? Uh, For me, it it was always an interest. I always connected uh, with the population and um, really enjoyed those rewards and those success stories of connecting with a student who maybe had more challenges in their day than, than other students. And I just always found it a very um, deep, passionate connection for myself in education. In my other career, I do a lot of survey work. I do a lot of polling and I've polled pa- parents. And I know parents who uh, have kids who, are, who need special education are passionate about that issue. And, you know, I really don't know how uh, the funding for special education goes. I mean, does the state of Michigan fund special education fully? Does the federal government fund special education? How does that work? Well, um, that's an interesting subject. I would have to say that all education is underfunded in almost every respect. Uh, especially in special education, uh, those students tend to have higher needs and different needs than than some of the other students, and it can become very difficult to financially accommodate that in school budgets um, it, to obtain those materials or specialized items that some of the individual students may or may not need. And then in a general population in our schools, we're, we're already starting – in, in an underfunded aspect, Michigan itself was near dead last 
in funding for their educational systems. And now in current times with the pandemic and the multitude of changes that we've seen in public education in returning this year, we're now faced with trying to fight for federal funding from Betsy DeBoss, who has many times advocated to remove funding from these public schools and provide it to private establishments. And that makes it even more difficult. So what we looked like for the past 10, 11 years in the state of Michigan now looks much worse when you layer a pandemic on top of that and a deficit of of student population and attendance and funding that would go from federal to state to local. So how how has this pandemic affected special education? How are you reaching out to your students and ensuring they get the education they need? Well, I will tell you, this has been a great challenge. However, every educator that I know and paraeducator that I know that works in special education is definitely stepping up to the plate and ready to, to, to try to hit that home run for these kiddos. Uh, there are a lot of moving parts that go into a, a student's educational plan uh, with special needs. And so we have a lot of players on our team. We have speech pathologists. We have math specialists. We have special education teachers. We have social workers, paraeducators, uh, so many people involved in um, on a student's team. And many of the ways that we are reaching out with them currently getting those students emotionally, mentally prepared for that return to school with a number of social stories uh, that were sent home in advance. Um, continuing to write those up and send those home um, and reading those at home with their parents, reading them at school with all of the staff members to help mentally and emotionally um, help them process all of these new changes that are in their their educational world. Another way is uh, conducting virtual uh, check-ins with those uh, students when they are not present in school. The district that I work with opted to do a hybrid program or a full virtual program, uh, which is conducted through a third-party um, educational uh, program. And they are still registered students of our district, and those IEPs are legal documents, and those 504s are legal documents that um, bind you to providing the services written in those plans. And so, therefore, uh, the educational team is not only providing those supports in the school environment, face-to-face learning, but also providing those through virtual um, moments as well with the students and keeping them connected and communicating um, very thoroughly with, with parents and uh, what to expect and how to manage different things throughout the day because school naturally looks very different to, to these students. So I should have asked you this in the beginning, but what school district are you uh, working out of? I'm with Lakeview Public Schools in St. Clair Shores, Michigan, which is in Macomb County, right. southeastern area of Michigan. Right. And so you said your school districts offered uh, either a hybrid or a virtual learning experience. Is that just for special ed or is that for all students? 
That is for all students. Okay. So uh, our hybrid program is operated in um, by having two groups of students, two cohort, cohort groups, who attend school in person uh, two to three days a week on a rotating schedule. And so those students are in for one week, they're in for two, two days, and then virtual for three days. And then the other group is in for the, for those two remaining days, and then they alternate um, Wednesdays throughout the week. So you have either two days or three days in person, and then um, the other days virtually. Then with our virtual program, that is full five days um, entirely virtual. And how's that working out? I mean, uh, are there students uh, taking more hybrid? Are they doing more virtual? Or is it you kind of see 50-50? We did see a large number of students who were enrolled for our virtual program. We had about 800 students uh, district-wide that enrolled for the virtual programming. And those students will remain in virtual for the full year. And the other students that have uh, chosen hybrid programming are doing incredibly well. I was nervous to see how things would go because Everything looks great on paper, and then when you start moving through the plan and seeing it work and and supporting the systems and being diligent with the new routines, um, you know, there, there can be a lot of room for error, and I have to say that things have gone very well with this option. We're seeing a lot of happy students. We're seeing a lot of productive uh, classroom activities and a lot of learning. Um, teachers being very well prepared, a little overwhelmed as we get used to the new schedule and this new system because we do have to provide for both aspects of virtual and in-school. But uh, I have to say that the, the students seem to be uh, really adapting to this new environment quite well, happy, healthy, and uh, doing great. They seem to be very glad to be back in school and seeing friends and teachers that are familiar to them. Well, that's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about Macomb for Kids. You're a leader in that organization. What is Macomb for Kids? Macomb for Kids is an organization that advocated to pass a millage this uh, past fall to help provide additional funding to all public school systems in Macomb County. And so that was based on population within the school district as far as how that money was allocated. And um, fortunately, uh, it did pass, and we are very grateful for that considering the current circumstances surrounding um, education and funding for public education at this time. And so that was a countywide millage that passed in August of uh, this year, of 2020. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Congratulations on that. So, uh, a little per- Thank you. yeah, a little personal note. You had mentioned that you have two kids, and they both took off for college, and you basically traded them in for a new puppy. Is that right? <laughs> that is correct. I do still have one child at home who's a senior in high school this year, and uh, he's participating in the hybrid program. So he is here part of the time. And uh, we're enjoying our our new puppy, and it's a lot of work. We haven't had a puppy in our house in quite some time, but definitely 
filling any downtime that we do have with, with lots of activity and uh, puppy training. <laughs> so what kind of puppy? We have a Decker Rat Terrier, and they, they look very similar to a Jack Russell Terrier as oh, far as wow. size and, and um, those high pointy ears. And, uh, you know, they're just absolutely lovable dogs. So this is our second one, and uh, we're so happy to have her in our lives now. Well, that's awesome. You know, Kelly, you and I did a webinar together uh, earlier this year, and I loved your enthusiasm. I love your enthusiasm on this podcast, and thank you for being on the Friday Morning Podcast. Well, you're very welcome. Thanks again for having me. I hope everybody stays safe and healthy and has a great year. And that's it for another edition of the Friday Morning Podcast, located at theballingerreport.com and at dentalresearch.com. And we'd like to give a special Friday Morning Podcast thanks to the band, Little American Champ, for the music of this podcast. Mm-hmm.